lot of us are winding down our years and getting ready for a new sales goal to target. Um, we wanted to talk about some of the planning forms that Link has to help us in preparing for those. So we will start with our um, maintenance sales plan development form. And Drew, you will pull that up for us. So all of these work together. So we're going to kind of work a little bit um, from the beginning to get to the end goal. But so what you're looking at here, this is our maintenance sales plan development form. So this form will help you to um, identify the numbers that you have uh, or your goals, break those down and work backwards. So you can figure out how many dials you need to be making, how many appointments you need to set based off of your real numbers. Um, to help set you up for success. So this has to be done before we can do our individual business plan. That's a form that we talk about all the time, um, but I think sometimes we leave off this really important form that um, that we have to put together before we can put the individual business form um, together. So um, if you're looking at this and you have no idea what any of these numbers mean, or if you don't know where to get those, we're also gonna show you the calm that can help give you this information and Drew's going to show us where to find that. So, well, we'll jump right into it and then we'll go back and I'll, I'll oh, show yeah. you where to oh, find it. I think you said that I was going to show you. So from, forgive Oh, me. sorry, Drew. From, no, I'm sorry. So from the homepage for the sales tab, uh, Fawn uh, wanted us to point you to the reference materials, this maintenance sales reference materials. Once you click on that link, and I just scrolled to the second page of it, and we've got the professional development resources right here. These are the forms that Fawn's going through. So when we t when she's talking about where to find the comp, just find the link right here. So I'm just going to jump right to it. She's going to talk to you about a couple of important things inside this call. So the maintenance sales plan development form, like everything that we have at Link, there's a comm that's associated with it that's really just the instructions that tell you everything you need to know to use that resource. And so this one, I just want to point out a few things. I'm certainly not going to go through all of it because I don't want to bore you so much on a ha on Halloween. Um, but a few of these are really important that we get asked all the time what numbers to plug in. So that's going to be on IC. And so this is going to show you the averages that you need to plug in. If you don't already know your real numbers, this gives you a starting point. So we encourage you to plug these numbers in so it gives you a baseline, um, but then continue to update these full real numbers. But this is going to be your starting point. So this is going to give you the average for a GLP or a GPM that's across the network. What we also encourage you to do is to talk to your local leader, ask them you'll know what the average GLP or GPM for your location is going to be. So that's a number you're going to need to plug in. Um, same thing for ID. So that's the, the CPM version of that. So um, 8,000 is going to be the average across the network for a CPM. But again, find your local averages. They're going to be more accurate. And then from that, that's where you're going to find your real numbers. And then um, the other number that we need to plug in are the weeks in the year. So that's really the selling years. We know or selling weeks for the year. So we know that we don't really have 50 weeks to sell. We have to take some vacation or we hope that you're taking some vacation. We also get sick and we have trainings and other things that aren't active selling time. So we want to account for all of that. So we have realistic numbers to work whenever we're found planning out our year. So um, there's actually 45 selling weeks in the year unless you have um, more or less vacation time. But again, this is going to be your guide to help you put together your maintenance sales plan development form. And that form is really going to set you up to plug in the numbers for your individual business plan. And this is the one that if you've ever had a call with me, I probably referenced this form because I think it is so important and very often underutilized. Um, but this form helps guide you in your sales process. So it shows you how many dials you need to be making, where you are for the year. It also talks about your goals um, in regard to personal goals and business goals and the verticals that you want to target and um, training that you want to take so this is also a really good uh, form to use in your coaching session or whenever you're working with your leadership if you have this filled out you can take it and it gives a guide to you know topics so if there's a particular area that you want extra support on take this form and they can see that you need training in whatever XYZ if you want 
um, more technical training, they can help give you resources for that, or if they need extra support, they can reach out to Drew or Kelly or your ADPs, and we can tell you what kind of um, extra support Link may offer or other resources that we may know, but really this is a tool to help set you up for success. Um, and then I have to touch on it, the personal goals. This is so important. Um, I know I've said it before, but these are our reasons why we do what we do. We don't do it just because we love maintenance, even though we do love maintenance, but the reason that we come to work every day, if you you know want to buy a boat or if you want to take your kid to Disneyland or whatever, or pay off your bill, whatever it is, these are your personal goals, that you're, the reason why you get out of bed every day to come to work. Um, so another thing that I just want to touch on, so this is something we encourage you to do at the beginning of every year, but also something to revisit um, because this is based on if you have a full year to reach your goal. But, of course, some quarters may be better than others. And if you're behind plan, it's really important to plug those in and realize that even though you're in Q1, maybe it took you, um, you know, five appointments to get to your goal or uh, $200, whatever the number is. If you're falling behind plan, you're going to have to make that up somewhere. So it's better to catch that in Q2 rather than in Q4 whenever you've got to have 29 appointments, which is certainly unattainable. So uh, if you do this quarterly or monthly, whatever your frequency is or whatever works best for you, we encourage you just to do it to make sure that you're always realistic with your numbers and you're on track to get where you need to be or you've accounted for that gap. That's my long spill about this, but I encourage you to do this. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out um, and we will help get you set up with these. Kelly, do you want to add anything to this? I know I rambled a lot, but just want to Oh, no, you in. did a great job, Fawn. Great job. I'll just say to the, the sales managers that are and general managers that are on the call, you'll find this resource and the Excel spreadsheet and the com that she just referenced in the sales management system binder one business planning, sales business planning. And then finally, to the reps out there, um, take this with you to your last par of the month, every month. Um, and when you take it to par, when you're reviewing your numbers of um, dials, contacts, appointments, conversion rates to verification meeting to close, See if your strategies that you had planned for the year are working. See if this activity section is actually coming true to your business plan as planned prior to the beginning of the year starting. If you do this on the last part of every month, you'll catch what's working, and more importantly, you'll catch what's not working, and there's time to adjust. If something that you have planned on your business plan is not working, the sooner you adjust and try something different, the further behind you will not get, right? So it'll, you'll catch it early, you'll fix the strategies, and you'll move forward. Um, the other thing about looking at this once a month is that most times the reason why people fall off of their business plan is because they quickly fall into a reactive mode, a particular set of customers or clients or prospects pulls you into a direction that monopolizes your time and you don't even realize you're falling off of your own strategic business plan. So if you look at it in the last week of every month in your par, and that's just the habit, um, you'll find that out a lot earlier and maybe you can uh, redirect your attention, manage your time, and get back to your originally planned strategies, which will probably have um, a better consistency of results. And that all results in a very even paycheck for you. Instead of the hills and valleys, you'll have a very consistent quarter-by-quarter quarter commission earning structure. So good luck. Thanks, Kelly. All right, Drew, you want to jump up for thank you? Yeah, so first we're going to show uh, snapshots if you uh, got the email from Avian Franchising Group last week. Um, we have put out two leaderboard reports. One was the Q3 only, and the other leaderboard is our accumulation through the year, through the fiscal year. So uh, we will highlight Q3 only. Congrats to our top 20. We just put our top 20 on this sheet. Um, great work, everybody. Great quarter. So fun. 
Yes, congratulations to everybody on the lead, everyone on the leaderboard. I think we have a few of the people that are at the top right now. Rob, are you on the call right now? Yeah, I'm on here. Um, a million dollars in a quarter. Can you please tell us um, how that happened? Congrats, by the way. That's amazing. Sorry, that was a different Rob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so sorry. Um, That's okay, good Rob Cripps. Rob Cripps is number seven in the quarter, so. Oh, yeah. Up. Share with us about what you did also. Oh, it's just uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of follow-up. Um, you said the first quarter was slow for me, but quarter two and quarter three really just took all the, the legwork that I was doing uh, and, and brought it forward to, to the third quarter. So it's still just kind of consistent and continue and just Keep, keep the feet moving. Great job. Um, just under 400,000 in quarter. That's amazing. What verticals did you find were the best uh, or were you having the most success with? Um, we, we do all with uh, multi-family dwelling, but uh, as you said, the, the ones that really kind of pushed along are just sort of commercial, just regular industrial, regular commercial buildings. Great job. Is Ben on? I am. Ben, congratulations. $20,000, that's amazing. What yes. did you do this quarter? Well, a uh, lot of work in the first and second quarter that kind of ended up paying off. Um, we had two large schools that ended up closing and then um, several other smaller maintenance opportunities that end up closing as well but uh, it was mainly made up of a charter school and a uh, southern college of optometry so it's a college here that's amazing and so the charter school what made them make the change what were they trying to accomplish well they had an older school that they'd gotten from Memphis city schools and so um, they had a lot of older systems but they just put it a brand new chiller into the into the school and a boiler brand new boiler about maybe seven years ago um, so it's not exactly brand new anymore but um, some newer the major components or major systems were new and then the, some older um, fan cool units throughout the school and they they were basically using ESSER funds um, to help uh, basically improve the conditions of their HVAC system. So um, a large part that I'm not really involved with is the project to get the systems operating up to, um, you know, a better operating level and then using those ESSER funds for us to do a guaranteed program to maintain them for the life of the, of the while they're there. That's awesome. Congratulations. I think, I think that's an important uh, note to pause on. Ben, did you say that you use the ESSER funds specifically for the maintenance agreement? Yeah, so the way that we, we did a little bit of research into it, and, you know, right now the school is still, from what my understanding, the school is still uh, seeking the funds from, but they, they're under the impression they're going to be able to get the ESSER funds based off the, the verbiage that uh, it's used to improve and maintain the building. And so uh, the HVAC systems, which is also improving the air quality uh, in the building by or, uh, by basically increasing the number of air turnovers throughout the year. So we sure. were a little bit hesitant to say that we were going to improve indoor air quality um, to the point of reducing COVID, but we didn't. They didn't ask us to to go to the point of saying that we're going to reduce COVID. They just asked us to put into our bid how we're going to. The, the HVAC systems, and so uh, they're the under the impression that they can use ESSER funds to, to provide uh, to cover that under the maintenance program as well. Great, I'll, I'll follow up with that fund to make you know to just kind of keep the entire network informed as to how that works out for that particular customer. So I'll take a note to do that. Thanks for going through that for us, Ben. That's awesome news. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. That's awesome. So we can jump to the next one. Well, here's our year to date. So this is through the third fiscal quarter of the year. Here's a list of our top 10 uh, 
top ten. And with the little diamond uh, emblem next to the name, those are the ones that have uh, earned diamond through, through three fiscal quarters. So big congratulations to all of you, uh, especially the top ten that we're showing on the screen here. Congratulations. Hey, Brett Berg just joined the call, too. Brett, did you know that you were just drawn as a winner? Yeah, uh, I was getting out of my truck to run into the office, and Corey texted me, hey, man, congrats on the drawing. Just have them send it to me. So that, that was how I found out. Well, congratulations. Last time I won a quarterly drawing, I won the grand prize drawing to Hawaii. What? So, uh, wow. yeah, man, I got big hopes for Con Ed. That's Brett, amazing. can I be your plus one if you uh, pick a trip to Hawaii? <laughs> I want the Rolex. <laughs> uh, um, and Brett, congratulations on being number one right now. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, and to all of our diamond winners, congratulations. Absolutely. Congratulations to those diamond winners. That is a very challenging number to get to as a maintenance sales rep, and we appreciate all the work that goes into that. So congratulations to those seven so far. But when I reviewed those leaderboards um, when I was in the Cannonsburg office a couple of weeks ago, I'm forecasting quite a few more maintenance uh, sales reps in this fourth quarter to get across that line to diamond. So I think we're going to have a good crowd of maintenance reps to join those project reps and um, in the in Arizona this year at the at the Biltmore. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, MSRs have got to get more diamonds. Man, I'm so sick of going on diamond trips and there's like three maintenance reps there, freaking bundled energy solutions and project sales reps like we gotta pump these msr numbers up for real well you have six so far brett so we're doing good you gotta get these uh, call each of these other ones that are getting close to you and uh give them some sam sam reviews and get those uh, big ones across the line for them yeah i'm happy right. to what nope. um what advice do you have i mean you Year after year, you have awesome numbers. Sorry to put you on the spot, but do you have any any suggestions or tips that you can offer to everyone on the call that's worked for you? Were you talking to me? I'm sorry. I didn't yes. Sorry. I'm putting you on the spot, Brett. Oh. I was just asking if you have any you know general tips or suggestions that you can offer to any reps um, that have helped lead to your success. All right. So everybody get a pen and paper out. I'm about to give you the silver bullet tip diamond every single year, year after year. Are you guys ready for this? It doesn't exist. I just, I just, I uh, just make calls and I set appointments and I'm thankful to work for star service and we provide an incredible service. Our technicians bust their behinds, uh, providing good quality POs. Uh, we have a two hour response time and, uh, this is the easiest, hardest thing I've ever sold. So, um, it's, uh, I, I, I just, I think if I could do it in a nutshell, uh, you build good rapport. It's stuff that you guys preach all the time. Colin, Drew, Kelly, uh, don't sell desperate. I've done that before. People can smell it a mile away and I've been there and it's a terrible place to be. And so I try not to sell desperate. I can't tell you I've never done it, but thank God it's been a while. Uh, and I don't ever want to be in that place again. So I think if you're if you're creating the activity, you're making the calls, you're setting the appointments, then uh, you're not selling desperate. You can you can sell confidently. And also the takeaway: people want to do business with people that are confident in what they do. And this sounds arrogant, but when I'm like, hey man, I'm I got other stuff I got to go do. Like you can take this or leave it. Like, but I, I got to move on. Uh, people want to, people want to buy that, uh, and, and they just, you know, I kind of tell them like, look, man, you're you're late to the party. Like, I got other people I gotta go sign up for this thing. So, uh, like, you know what I mean? And so uh, that's how I present it, and thank God it's worked, and hopefully people don't figure it out. Customers don't figure it out. You are doing awesome. Thanks for sharing. Sorry to put you on the spot. Um, Lindsay Foster, I just want 
Tara, I saw you're on the call as well. Congratulations, you are having a great year. I think this is your, is this your first full year right now? Or are you in your second? Are you still on the call? She's out there, she's she's IMing us. Lindsay, are you out there? Lindsay Foster. Turn on your microphone, maybe your camera. She says, I'm here. Oh, we just were telling, I just wanted to say congratulations. You are having an incredible year and great job. It looks like Lindsay probably did hit diamond. She's saying she should have a diamond next to her name. My guess is that might have been because um, these are third quarter fiscal for everyone instead of, it, and some people have gone through their fourth already. And so she hit it just after the mark, but Drew's going to look into that. But the good news is we have seven Diamond Award winners in maintenance as of today, it sounds like. So great job. Thank you. I'm here. I just couldn't find the screen. I had another screen popped up for the chat, and I couldn't find the call that I was on. <laughs> Happens to me all the time. I understand. Thanks for joining, and yes. um, great job. Is this your first full year? Yes. Yep, this is my first year in sales. You're doing amazing. Thank wow, you. Congrats. That's <laughs> Um, break things down to how people would understand it and try to um, just keep emphasizing what your company does versus what they're experiencing. I think a lot of how I was able to be successful was my previous role as the care manager or the care representative. I was able to hear a lot of the pain points that our customers have felt from previous companies that they've worked for. So hearing those made me further emphasize um, how much more better that it would be to switch services with us. Um, I recently signed, I signed a, a whole college which put me over Diamond, a community college up in Bangor where we are actually an advisory on the board for this college to help uh, facilitate and manage the HVAC program up there in hopes of getting more techs to um, come on board with us when they're after their schooling. Um, a lot of the techs that work at Thayer did go to school at that college, so it's it's been working pretty well, and they're pretty familiar with the teachers that teach the HVAC up at that college. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. That's a great lead. Um, yeah. Lindsay, there's a question for you in the chat. It says, what are the top, uh, from Greg, it says, what are the top two pain points you hear in this business? What are the top two pain points? Um, people not getting back to them and having their PMs on a schedule and being on that schedule. Um, so if they miss their mark, they're never they were never really in contact with that company to find out when their PM should be. Um, we have been uh, overemphasizing being in contact with our customers um, more often than not to keep them in the loop of what's going on. Excellent, Lindsay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Again, that's leveraging what's happening. It's a trend in our industry that labor shortage right now is really challenging all mechanical contractors to get to their customers on time, get great response times. So um, some of them are offsetting that with great communication, which will keep their customers fairly happy. But um, it's a good time to leverage that messaging. Thanks, Lindsay. You're welcome. And Steve, you were in the top 10 as well. Sorry to put you on the spot, but I wanted to say congratulations. He's, he's in the room. He's coming over. Thank you. You're welcome. Wait, you good actually, to see y'all. You can actually add another diamond to that because I did hit it in the fourth quarter. Woohoo! Congratulations. Awesome. Look at them growing as we talk. This is awesome. Um, tell us about the deal that put you over, please. It's, you know, typically it was an oil field deal, one that's lasted for about five months and I finally got approval from somebody in Houston and got it taken care of about three weeks ago. 
That's wonderful. So what what made them move forward? What was their what was their why? Well, it was one company had bought out another company, and so we had to go back in and basically resell it to the new company. Um, but we had support from the guys we've been doing some work for, and uh, were able to add the new company's uh, products to an existing contract that we already had with our MSAs and, and with this particular old company, Conoco Phillips. So it has opened many more doors going into the next quarter. That's wonderful. Well, congratulations. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, Drew, do you want to jump over and we can talk about wins in general and open it up for some questions? Yeah, so before we uh, before we jump on over to wins, just uh, a quick uh, plug. You've probably all received uh, an email from ABM Franchising Group about registering for Con Ed for 2023. Um, please take a look at that email. Please register, certainly. Talk to all of your local leaders um, about it first before just jumping in head first. But uh, we really hope to see you all there. Um, and we'll do these roundtables live and in person. And we have a lot of classes that we're really excited. And, uh, a lot of extra um, special guest speakers that are going to be a part of it as well. So um, please be sure to to get registered early. Let's see everybody there. So. Uh, and then the last slide we have on, uh, I'll leave the can I'll leave the screen share off, but it's just the ultimately the celebrating the win slide. So I'll kick it back over to you. Thank you. All right. So, what wins do you have? Please share with. Before you go there, Fawn, before you head into the wins, can you talk a little bit, is there any questions that new MSRs uh, or successes have about the individual business plan, setting up your individual business plan, executing on your individual business plan? It's that time of year that you can really map out how you're going to get to Diamond next year. Um, any questions for any of these heavy hitters out here? Don't be shy, MSRs. This this is a roundtable for you, the rookies. All right, fun. I guess we can go to wins. I think they're all going to have a perfect individual business plan next year. They're all going to execute on it perfectly. We have it recorded. <laughs> I hope that's the case, but. Uh if you um, don't want to ask a question now and you do have some, please feel free to email us. Um, but now is a great time to ask away. There's people that are killing it. Um, so take advantage of the resources that you have if you have any questions. Hey, Fawn, i got a quick question for you. I've been multitasking here, so I apologize. But Hey, Carlos. The, the, the count that you have for Diamond Award winners, does that include uh, anyone from Nordic? I believe Amy and Tammy have both hit diamond. But Drew, could you put that slide back up really quick? Amy House for sure, Michael. and yes, Tammy for sure. Yep, both of them. Yeah, Mike also hit diamond, so they have three diamond award winners. So what is that, nine? We're at nine now, just on the call, I think. Six, seven, eight, nine, yes. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, Scott Benzman's at diamond. Ten! Woo! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Can I get an 11? Come on, somebody give me an 11. <laughs> this is fun. I, I think awesome. between maintenance and projects, we have about 19 so far. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, I'll pull it up just so everybody can see because it's very exciting. Oh, here it is. Congrats. If, if you're on this call or work for a company with one of these people on the call, major, major kudos. And guys, again, this is the list through the end of the third quarter fiscal. So I think that, you know, Brett said it best. The way you get here is just consistency, really. Consistency of activity, day in, day out. Really good disqualifying on those concept meetings. He talks about not spending time with people who can't or won't buy from him or won't 
move through the process on his terms. Um, not selling surveys. We're, you know, we're not selling surveys. We're here to talk about your building and your budget, right? And how it serves your business. Great job to these diamond award winners. And Drew, while you're already there, can we look at the platinum winners? Because I think we'd be amiss to not give them a oh shout out. Gosh, that's oh, awesome. That there's, is... there's 24 between projects and maintenance. There's 24 people that are currently in a platinum status, which is fantastic. And for those that are new, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of people that are on this call that I recognize that are coming to maintenance sales training in two weeks with Vaughn and me here live in person in Pittsburgh. Um, but to make sense of what a platinum award win winner is, is if you are 110% or more of your plan for the quarter for four years straight, four years straight, you get the platinum. So these are the people that don't quit. Um, so there's 24 of them currently in that platinum status, and here's their names. It's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. All right, so now we can, uh, if that's okay, we'll jump to recent wins. Hopefully we have some. Well, we clearly have some because the numbers are awesome. Anybody selling anything? I feel like an auctioneer. Who's got a sale? In the last 30 days, I know who some of you are. We'll start calling on you. If you don't want to share your story about us calling on you. We have a rookie that... Fawn and I both talked to this morning that has sold one in the last 30 days, I think. Right, Fawn? I believe he has. Matt Hunter? Yeah. Oh, there. <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> Somebody just sold something. I think you're talking about me. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> yes. Guilty. Yes, you're right. Uh, so I, I recently sold a $16,800 C2 uh, to a manufacturing facility. The The GPM price was like $49,000, and they had really been dragging their feet trying to get that approved. Um, I, it, it took like three months to go back and forth with the, the people to approve something. <laughs> Um, and I figured he was trying to get too much pushed across and he had only been there about a year and a half. So I, I don't think he had too much weight with the, the C-suite. Um, so I went back to him and I said, well, maybe, I mean, he's had the quote for like two and a half months or so. And I, I said, maybe we're trying to get too much across the finish line too quick. I said, you know, I use the old Sandler sales uh, technique of talking about how you park a, uh, a cruise ship and the way you park a cruise ship is they don't throw the big line that's the size of your arm out to the dock because it'll knock people over. You know, they start with a small rope and they, and they pull the small rope in. And so I, I told them that example. I said, maybe we're trying to throw too much at them too quick. I said, why don't we start with the C2 program and, and we can still get everything cleaned. And, um, and he said, you know what? That might work. <laughs> so uh, two days later, he called me back and he said, my boss wants to go with the C2. Let's get the contract signed. And so I was able to get something signed. It was kind of a way of salvaging um, and getting something signed. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Great job, Matt. Excellent work. Thanks for jumping off that mute button right there. Great job, Matt. And you just got from the number one guy in the country who just won a trip to Hawaii last year or two years ago, right? Brett, he said, way to pivot. So congratulations. Great job, Matt. Matt, you've been with us how long? A uh, little under six months. Woo! Good job. Matt, while you're on here, if you don't mind, I want to just share a 
about what you're doing, if, if you don't mind telling people. I was, I'm working with Matt every week, and he shared some of the things that he's doing, and his conversion rates are amazing. Um, so calls to setting an appointment. And Matt, would you mind sharing with them the drop-in messaging that you're doing and then the follow-up? Uh, sure. So I do have a, a leave-behind, as I call it, I don't like to drop in without something to leave behind. And it's basically like a four page PDF that I staple my business card to the top of it. And it's my excuse to just drop in. I, I never like to just have them think that I'm, I'm there to have an appointment because they'll always turn you away. And a lot of times they won't help you. Um, so I, I use that little PDF as a, it, it talks about link and it talks about total comfort, but I'm using that as a way of just saying, hey, I'm just trying to drop this off with, and if I know the person, I'll, I'll, I'll say the name. But most of the time, if I'm door pulling like that, I don't know the person. So I'm using that as the opportunity to say, I'd like to drop this off with whoever makes decisions about the building. And a lot of times I can get a name. And I'll, I'll use the excuse of hope. I'd like to just take a minute to... Uh, write them a quick little note. I hate that I'll, I'll miss them, but and a lot of times they'll give me their name uh, by doing that. So I'll just write a little note like, Dear John, hope you're doing well. I hate that I missed you. I'll reach out the next time I'm in town. Uh, looking forward to meeting you, Matt. And I'll, I'll leave it with the lady at the front desk or whoever at the front desk to, to give to that person. And that, that way when I call them again, because now I've got the person's name, whenever I call them, I know who it is, and they they know why I'm calling, and they've got my leave behind with all my information on it. So it's I'm using that as, as an excuse. Hey, I hate I missed you. Um, I'm going to be there Friday at 10 a.m. I'd love to drop by since I'm in the area, and just use that as my reason just to drop by. Is that what you were asking about, Fawn? <laughs> That's exactly what I was asking about. I think that that just the handwritten little touch of in doing it in front of them. It's, it's it's simple, but it's so, you know, well, it, it gets them to come out and give me their name as opposed to just, you know, I've worked somewhere where I've dropped off a business card and it's like that goes in the trash and the, the person gets it and they're like, oh, whatever. So I use this little item of value and um, it, it I think it works great. Well, it's definitely working great. Sorry to... Put you on the spot here again. I put never in the spot, but out of what were your numbers? Out of how many dials did you set? How many appointments from doing that exercise? Uh, 24 dials, and I set six appointments. Uh, nice, that's amazing. <laughs> 24 to six, that's that's awesome. And, and and I only ask for 10 minutes, I never ask for 30, and surely don't ask for an hour. I only ask for 10 minutes. I'm, I, I'm going to be next door. Since I'm going to be in the area, I'd like to just get 10 minutes and tell you what we're doing for whatever vertical, you know, senior living facilities and show, show you how we're able to help them as it relates to their mechanical systems. I never say HVAC. I always say as it relates to their mechanical systems, and that seems to help a lot. Great job. And thanks for sharing. Sorry again to, to call you out there, but I appreciate you. But now Marty, that you want to jump, oh, sorry, Kelly. There you go. Marty's ready. I was going to say, now that he's spoken, okay. others will speak up now. So go ahead, Marty. Well, first, I, I want to congratulate Matthew. And I, I was wondering, you know, I, I won't speak for everybody, but, you know, we struggle at times to get people on the phone. And when we do, you know, getting first appointments, can you kind of share with the team, Matthew, uh, a quick dialogue as the type of questions that you ask to get to close on a first appointment? So the the dialogue I use, sure, it's um, I always uh, Jordan Belfort, if you've watched his sales school YouTube videos, he has a little technique. It's all about the tonality. And I'll, I'll always I'll say their name and end on a high note like like they know me. And it, it gets them thinking. So I'll say, hey, John. And it's like, yeah. I'll say, this is Matt. 
with total comfort and I'll pause and I always end, end on that high note and I'll pause and I'll say the reason for my call and, and I'll get real quiet and I'll say the reason for my call is I'm going to be next door on Thursday at 10 a.m. and I'd like to get 10 minutes on your calendar in the morning um, and he'll say uh, okay uh, and, and, and then I just say I'm going to be there um, I'd like to show you what we're doing with other senior living facilities. We're helping uh, Avant senior, senior living facility down the road. I'd just like to show you what we're doing for them. It'll only be 10 minutes, I won't waste your time, and I'll stop there. I always say, it'll only be 10 minutes, and I won't waste your time. I always say that, and it, it really helps. Because then they're, they're always thinking like, okay, well, who is this guy? But if I just say, I mean, pe people will make 10 minutes for you if they feel like you're not going to waste their time, I think, and you have some value, but that's, that's kind of the general gist of what works for me. But that, the whole idea of, of the tonality, like Fawn, it gets her thinking, oh, he's not a sales guy. I might know this person. <laughs> and it, I say, Fawn, this is Matt. From Total Comfort, the reason for my call, and I'll go right into it. Well, thank you for sharing, Matt. Which is not necessarily being deceitful if you've been to their um, organization and you have left left something behind with that personal note. Exactly. So you're basically you're telling them that, that you will be calling. And so, uh, one more little note on that little leave behind. It there are some places that I know the gatekeeper won't get it to the decision maker, like in, in, in an industrial setting. And so I'll just uh, snail mail. <laughs> I'll, I'll put the note on there, fold it, you know, tri-fold it and put a stamp on it. And uh, I know it gets to them that way. They can't throw it in the trash. Hey, Brett, hold that up again. What was that? It's a handwritten letter. So that's what you do, man. Write letters. Yeah. Telling you. And the, yeah. In the world of emails, the handwritten letters get right to them. They do. Uh, I actually got kind of in trouble because uh, I wasn't getting anywhere with the with the guy with the keys, and that's who I kept getting pushed down to, you know. Uh, and so I wrote the general manager. I wrote him a letter, and and the facilities guy called me. Like ten days later, he's like, "Hey man, we got this letter." I'm like, "Oh, hey man, sorry about that." Yeah, I just feel like, man, Chris really enjoyed it, but man, we don't have anything for you here. So at least I know it got where I sent it, uh, and I still got pushed back down with the facility. Yeah, but uh, but hey, they did Brett Bird from Star Service now. So hey, Brett, just a quick question: that letter that you wrote, you put that through snail snail mail also. Brad, that question was for you from Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went in, uh, oh crap, man, everything's turned. Yeah, leave this guy. It actually had to go. Uh, I sent it to the, I sent another one to the wrong address, so it came back. But yeah, I just put them in envelopes and sent them out. Take about an hour, uh, an hour per, an hour one morning every week. That's what I try to do. Uh, send those mugs out. I don't even know. I'll just see a build and Google it and find out who their top ranking like that mug will let it. Hey, how you doing? Number one in the country, Diamond Award winner several times, prospecting. Love it. Awesome. Go ahead, Andy. Matt, just for you, that four-page uh, little leave behind that you're using, are you just using like a little post-it note to stick a handwritten note to, or what do you? What kind of note specific for that? It, uh, you're on me, Matt. So I just write a little note right here. It's okay. Got, it got my business card on it, and then... Um, it just tells a little bit about our company. It, it, all this is general verbiage that I got from um, uh, Link Services 
handout that we just put on our, our letterhead. It's got a cool little map, shows our, our geography, where we are, our, our locations. But that just, to answer your question, right there is where I put it. Okay. Small, like four sentences, you know, real short, sweet. That's all I do. So what Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just tried connecting with you through LinkedIn. If you don't mind sharing maybe that, a copy of that, I would love to see what you guys are doing and maybe tweak my approach that way. I'll be happy to send it to anybody if you want to send me your email address. It's not a big deal. Yep. But what Matt is holding up, so that everyone can access, Drew, if you're still out there, is the um, link service first call brochure. Total Comfort Solutions took the content of the Link Service um, First Call brochure and customized it to their business and um, have made it their own, basically. And I think there's a lot of the companies out there that have done that. And if you haven't, you can use the Link Service one just as it is and order those, I think, on the shelf. Is Drew still out here? Yep, I'm going to post the link to it in the uh, chat. Okay, perfect. Thanks so much, Drew. And so you'll all have... A, you know kind of the foundational content from link and then just talk to your manager and see if you're allowed to use that or if you your local company would like to customize it to their own liking or if they have something else similar that they've already built got a question for you Matt you said when you're cold calling, you only ask for 10 minutes and you're not going to waste the person's time. Do your meetings exceed 10 minutes or how does that kind of go? <laughs> oh, every time. They're always at least 30 minutes, maybe 45, maybe an hour. It depends on it, you know, the engagement. But I've never had anybody start the clock and kick me out after, you know, minute 11. Yeah, so appreciate you sharing that yeah but so matt when we were talking this morning though what you do before you open the flip book is you have a conversation with them that can be yeah so if they're if we're talking to them and they have somebody that they love they're not interested in changing they're on a pm plan nothing's breaking down and there's not going anywhere yeah it might last 10 minutes and i'll get i'll, I'll be out their way but 99% of the, and, and that has happened once. Um, but all the other times, th there's always something breaking down or always something that's not going right. And the last little thing I'll say, if we're going to talk old school, I do a lot of thank you notes. Um, I don't know if anybody else in the world is doing that, but after every concept meeting, I send them a thank you note. After every, you know, any reason to say thank you, that just is another touch that they that lands in their mailbox um, four or five days after we talk, you know. That really helps, I think. So, Cameron, thanks for asking that question because it is really important to not be deceitful. We don't want to trick people into a meeting and we don't want to lie to them. We want to be very honest. So if you say you're going to do it in 10 minutes, then you do have to have an out for them within 10 minutes. And, and I just knew that Matt does that because Spawn and I had role-played with him this morning, his concept meeting, and it was very clear to me that he is sticking within the 10 minutes and the, the prospect does have an out. They can say, no, I'm not interested. No, we're all set. We have this company that we're working with. I don't have any interest in talking about this. Now, if he was to say 10 minutes and then walk in the door and start right into the scripted flipbook agenda, he's never going to make that in 10 minutes. Right, Matt? So yeah, Matt? I was just going to say that the 10 minutes is not for the flipbook. The 10 minutes is to have a conversation and, report, and, and build rapport. And then if there's any pain and if I can help him at all, then 20 minutes in, that's when the flipbook comes out, right? And there was a moment when we were doing the role play where you asked for more time. You said something, I can't remember the verbiage, but you, you asked for more time or you asked, you said something to the effect of right. you respect your time or something. A, something a lot of times, important to also gauge. Right before the flip book comes out, I'll say, I'm trying to be conscious of your time. I, I've just got a few th quick things to show you here. And, and then I'll start in the flip book and, you know, go through that as efficiently as possible. But, I, I normally just say that little disclaimer so that so they're not like, oh my gosh, this is going to be 30 minutes. Um, 
It's just I've got something to show you. And oh, one major piece of my verbiage in my um, in the calls when I'm trying to set the calls, never say I just want to talk to you about, or I just want to um, tell you about. I always say I, I, I need to show you. I need to show you because otherwise they'll always want you to tell them right now or they'll try to say, I got a few minutes. What you got? No, no, no. I, I just need to show you. I need to show you a few things. It won't take 10 minutes. And it's this whole concept of like, I, I'm out here selling jewels. I've got a little box of jewels. I'm going to show up. It'll take 10 minutes. I'll show you what's in this box and then I'm going to leave. Like that's what I'm trying to get across on the, on the concept, on the calls when I'm trying to book the concept meeting calls. Now that Matt has all of these uh, concept meetings set up, he would greatly appreciate any of you um, Diamond Award winners that want to do a few uh, concept meeting or verification meeting role plays with him <laughs> to give him some guidance as to what to do with all these concept meetings he's setting up. <laughs> Another thing, if I could back it out. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Bert. Well, no, I, uh, it, yeah, if I could add to. Uh, so I, I ask for the, the 10 minutes, but I say, uh, you know, it's really just to find out if, if, uh, you know, if we're a good fit for you, but also if you're a good fit for us. So it kind of strikes their their pride a little bit, like, man, why wouldn't we be a good fit? Uh, which sounds so stupid, but that's how we are. Like, we all got this this factor, and it's like, why wouldn't I be good enough, you know? And uh, so anyway, like, we, we, yeah, 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 of course, we so, yeah, all right, man, well, I'll, I'll see you. Just calm down. We'll put we'll, we'll something on the books. So, anyway. I love that. That's awesome. All right. Um, well, we are up at time, so I want to be respectful of all of your, yours. Thank you so much for joining. Very much appreciated. And have a happy Halloween, and please be safe while you're out there. Thanks. Thanks, y'all. See y'all. Bye, y'all. Have Halloween.